But, but um, I think a lot of times we just get so blasted busy. Uh, I think that, that all of us have the intention of, with all of our heart, of adoring and setting aside time and to worship the Lord. And we just get so busy and so caught up in the busyness of the world. And, and, and I've recognized it this week. Uh, uh, you guys have been blurry to me. Uh, in a distance, and I finally went in and got my eyes checked last week, and and the doctor was kind of insinuating that I'd switched on them, and I said, no, I've, I've gone to you, I've always gone to you, I've not gone anywhere else, and they said, well, Kent, you haven't been here since 2016, <laughs> and, and I think that's the heart of the believer, we, we love Jesus, we adore Jesus, but, but we get so busy we haven't taken time to adore him since 2016. And I really think the world is struggling with that now. I think the church world is struggling with that, that, that the devil has got us so blasted busy or so caught up with the China virus, whatever it may be, that, that, that we're, we just see ourselves coming and going. Because I don't believe anybody here in this body has a bad heart. I think we all adore Jesus. I saw it. You raised your hand. I adore you. I want you more than anything. But the next thing we know, it's been two weeks, three weeks, four weeks before we've sat down and just worshiped him and just thought about him. And that's what we need to be doing every day. First thing out of bed. Uh, my goal is the first thing I try to do before I do anything else, just read a scripture. Or pray. And I challenge you guys to do that and put that on your list for 2021. Two. See, there we are. We're a year behind, or I'm a year behind already. The scripture that we're reading from today is in Ephesians 1 3. And we're going to read through 14. Um, but as you're looking there, if you would, uh, try to share the service. There's a lot of people gone today, and, and for various things, I think, uh, uh, but anyhow, there's people gone. Share the service today. If you've got the opportunity, you can do that. Uh, the other thing is the notes are online today, and uh, or on the, the Church Oakton app, if you want to download that app, if you haven't, the notes, you can follow along. The scripture will be there as well, and so we're just trying to do things to connect you. I hope that when you look at Facebook and you look at the Oakton app that you realize that we're just trying to connect you and, and trying to get the word where you're at. In other words, what we talked about when we opened here, we get so busy and we're trying to get things in front of you. I'll just be on. I'm beating around the bush today. Just jump in a little bit more. But I woke up today with one of you families on my heart and, and I'll narrow it down is the family I'm thinking about does not have a son. But in, the, in the, my dream, they had a son, and he's older, and, and the church had sent him a three-miss card, and he was upset about it. And this is what I woke up dreaming this morning, and he's upset about it, and, and I was explaining to him that we sent the three-miss card to you so that we remember our Savior, that we remember our Father first off, and the, the Son, and, and again, the Holy Ghost moving in our life, but also our church family. And, and that the three miss card has almost become a joke uh, to people. Oh, pastor's after me or, or uh, uh, don't send that to me or whatever. But it's just to let us remember. 
And I explained all that to him, and he received it, and, and we had a time in the Lord. And I think that's what the Lord's trying to tell us today. He's trying to get our attention that, that we've been adopted. We are sons and daughters of God, and the power and authority that we so desire to walk in and to operate in, we don't get there sometimes because we're too busy or, or whatever it may be. When, when, when he would solve every problem, every need that we had, if we would just go to him, if we would just come to him with our every thought, and you'd find out how easy this life can be when we do that. But Ephesians 1, 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. You get that? I got an amen out of that one. That got me excited. Got two amens out of that one. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. Now, you can talk out in the audience, but if you're watching online, hit an emoji, a like, or a smile, and interact with us today because we need to get excited about the Lord. Verse 5, in love, get that, in love, he's in love with us. He predestined us for adoption to himself as sons and all our daughters through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. Guys, blessed means prosperous. It means you got all you need. You're happy. You're, you're victorious, if you will. Uh, if you look up blessed, some will even say you're envied by others. You're that one everybody wishes they were you when it's just the Jesus in you. But you're blessed. You're blessed. I'm losing my place, so I keep saying blessed. Verse 7, in him. And guys, this one here really blessed me this week. But in him we have redemption through the blood, regeneration. We've been reborn. In him we have the forgiveness, justification, just as if we've never sinned upon us. Excuse me. And our trespasses according to the riches of his grace Grace is sanctification, which he lavished upon us. Lavish means he just dumps a boatload on you of, of all these things. In all wisdom, insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which is set forth in Christ. And it's going to go ahead and into a plan. And that's what I'm talking about when we press into the things of God and, and, and to God himself and to his son and to the Holy Spirit, we're going to be fulfilled in all things. Amen. He fulfills us. He blesses us. Ten, as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. You know, we've always said uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Always add us in there. We're four and one. When you choose him, you're adopted into that circle. And that circle runs together. And, and nothing's withheld from you. What they have, you have. And what you have, you should give to them. 
whether it's good or bad, give it to them. They're your brothers, your, your family. Unite in all things. Get that in verse 10. Verse 11, in him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Romans 8, uh, 28, I believe, I think it says he works for the good of all those who love him according to his will. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is a guarantee of the inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. That's why we adore him. We adore him because he's laid it all out for us. Man, if you had somebody die for you lately, well, the son did. Have you had somebody give up everything for you? Well, the father did. Have you got somebody that just follows you around? Man, a lot of us are begging for friends on Facebook and the Holy Spirit's walking around wanting to friend us every second of the day. That's the inheritance. And we're not even talking about eternal life yet. Wow. So the points today that I believe the Lord put on our heart is, is check the box. You're a rich kid. You're not a beggar. And kudos. We're going to have fun today, right? But God checked the box. Adoption is the act or fact of legally taking another child and bringing it up as one's own. Or the fact of being adopted. And we saw that in five. In love, God predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ. We've been adopted. We've been brought in legally, brought into the family by the blood. We're legal heirs to Jesus Christ. We need to get that today. I want to establish here today that God checked the box first. God checked the box and said, hey, I want them first. And we always read the scripture in 2 Timothy, I believe, or 1 Timothy, where it talks about God desires all men to be saved and come into a knowledge and understanding of him. Then you can jump over to Peter when they're asking, why is it taking so long for Christ to return? And God desires that all would be saved again. And maybe that's why he's taking some time. God chose us. God checked the box. You know, God likes me. Amen. God likes you. You know, God, you know, much more than that, God loves you. You get that today? He loves you. It's a guarantee. It's legal. It's there. Jesus made it possible for us to check the box. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the first among, firstborn among many brothers. The reason I hesitate and stumble there, because it's hard for me to say, because I'm not Jesus. But we're going to get in later that God's spirit resides in us. The spirit of God resides in us, same as it did Jesus. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead resides in us. That same sonship that Jesus had is in us. And so what I'm trying to say is, you have the same authority as Jesus. And you're as valuable as Jesus to God. Wow. 
Do we get it? Do we get it? Well, have you checked the box? Are you saved today? Have you checked the box? Because that box needs checked. God chose us, but, but God sets a loving father. He loves me to, uh, so much that he allows me to make my own choices. And he can't force me to check the box, nor will he. But we recognize that love so much that, that we want it, so we check the box. And that box we check and need to check is Jesus. And that's what moves us into adoption. Jesus' own words in John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Get it? Life? No one comes to the Father except through me. Have you checked the box? Well, how do we check the box? Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you are saved. You check the box. You're adopted. You're sons and daughters of God. Do we get this today? When I got married uh, some 32 years ago, and you go ahead and go to the next slide, to this beautiful creature here, I bought her that precious moments figurine behind me and I asked her to marry me and after I asked her to marry me she colored in the red box yes and it we sealed the deal but unlike God a few months later I made her mad and I went to the house to make it up and I'm probably talking too much I'll be in trouble when I get home but she had erased the red and check the note box. <laughs> Praise God, Jesus doesn't check the note box. Amen? Amen? When we mess up, praise God, Jesus don't check the note box. And I'm not digging her, but it fits so well today. I, I deserve it. I deserved her to say no. She deserved to say no. Jesus, God, they deserve to say no to us because we are sinners. No one's without sin. But when we check the box, it's locked in. It's locked in. So I've been trying to find that figurine and and it got broke a few years later. Not because she got mad at me and threw it at me. But we had said we did the one year and we did the, I think the three year and the five year and maybe even the seven. And she blames me and I blame the kids, but somebody threw a ball and knocked them off the shelf and broke them all, shattered them. And so it took a piece of me away because that was a special day. And so I was out looking for that and I thought, boy, that just fits perfectly into this sermon today. That Jesus pursues us. You know, I'm pursuing a memory that happened 33 years ago a special figurine that got broken and it means so much to me, I'm still pursuing that today. Just think what, how Jesus is pursuing you by his Holy Spirit. Amen. I want to share, guys, today a special video. And last week, uh, uh, you guys can get it prepped if you would, but 
But uh, Altine was talking about that his dad accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior two months before he died. And what I'm saying today, it's not too late. And it's, this is how you check the box. And anyway, I didn't know this had been filmed and I'd forgotten about it. And Carson sent it to me during the service last week. Carson recorded, us, he'd asked for us to come up and pray with him and asked to be baptized and he recorded that. And it's just a short clip. But I wanted to share that with you because it's a special moment. Do we have that? Do you believe that Jesus forgives you of your sins? A person says, Jesus, you forgive me because of that? Po means yes. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord of your life? <laughs> Do you love him with all your heart, soul, and mind? <laughs> and you're just going to do your very best to serve him. Yeah. Okay. So Father, we baptize Jamal. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord praise for that today. He couldn't get around why we didn't immerse him. We had to do it there at the house. But he wept and wept and wept, and I'm glad they didn't show that part. Because that was a time between him and the Lord. But guys, that's how easy it is to check the box. It doesn't matter where you've been, how, what you've done. The Bible even says the first will be last and the last will be first. He did it two months before he passed away. And the Lord moved upon him. And I say to you, have you checked the box? Online, have you checked the box? If you have... Put a check mark out there. Let us see the people that are proud to be son and child, or children of God. That moves us in. You're a rich kid. I don't mean that sarcastically, but, but Roy's trying to keep up with the Joneses. You know, we always want the best of everything when we got it in Jesus Christ. We're the rich sons and daughters, if you will. Ephesians 1 11 says, In him we have obtained an inheritance. We're the rich kids on the block. God's children are righteousness. We see that in verses 1-7. In him we have been redeemed. We have been justified. We have been sanctified. We are made righteous. Man, man, that's that's an inheritance because, again, we don't deserve it. Our father, he is our father, and we are his children, Romans 10-15. But you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. And the reason I say that, you can read a lot of scriptures that say, Abba, Father. We have the authority to say Father and to go with him in, in Jesus' name. And I don't know if mom and dad remember it, but dad, I remember you told me one day not to call you Father. Call me Dad because he's the real Father. We have the authority in Jesus by the blood to say Abba, Father. We are his children and he is our God. He's chosen us. He has sealed us through adoption. And he's done it through his spirit. And I share Matthew 12, 18, because we see in there, behold, my servant is talking about Jesus, whom I have chosen, my beloved, with whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him. And so we see when God's spirit is upon something, it's chosen, it's sealed, it's sealed. 
uh, it's beloved, it's precious to him. And guys, don't forget the word pleased. A lot of us, I just don't please God. By the blood, you please God. You see in Ephesians 1, 13 and 14, we read today, in him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is guaranteed, the guarantee of your inheritance. That spirit that sealed Jesus is the same spirit that seals you. God is pleased with you. Are there things God wants us to do different? I'm sure there is, but, but he loves you like a father. God speaks to his children through his Holy Spirit. And again, we're talking about some of the inheritances, but we see in the scripture today with wisdom and insight. How many of us need wisdom and insight? There it is. Making known to us the mysteries of his will. How many want that? Man, I, I want to know God's plan for my life. And there it is in this passage we read today. You see, God sent the helper, the Holy Spirit, to seal the deal. And he will teach you all things and remind you of the inheritances you have. I've added inheritances in there. But to remind you of all things is the things of God. So point three, we're not a beggar. We don't have to beg the father like a lot of us do. Father, uh, I can remember when I was a kid when the tornado sirens would be going off. Father, I'll love you if you don't send these tornadoes here. But if, if they come here, I won't love you. You don't have to beg for the father's protection. You don't have to beg for the things of God. And the Lord reiterated this to me today when I woke up the first scripture that I picked up today. And it was out of the TPT version. Psalms 32, 8, and it won't be on the slide. But, but this is what I woke to. I hear the Lord saying, I will stay close to you, instructing and guiding you along the pathways for your life. I will advise you along the way and lead you forth with my eyes as your guide. So don't make it difficult. Don't be stubborn when I take you where you, you're not been before. Don't make me tug at you and pull you along just come with me. Wow. We could stop and just preach on that for a while. We don't have to be a beggar. God's the one saying, come with me. Jesus is saying, come to me all who are weary and burdened and I'll give you rest. He's begging us. He wants us. We see him in the psalmist, and I had this scripture in 37:25. I have been young, and now I'm old, yet have not seen the righteous forsaken or the children begging for bread. And we look at the life of those in the Old Testament that seek and were sold out to God and how he blessed them. We see the apostle Paul in Ephesians 4:11. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger and abundance and need. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. 
We know that scripture, but do we know it? We don't have to beg him. Really, I, the next thing, put a picture up that adoption book. I was wanting to just preach on this today. But this is an adoption book they give out to the children and the parents adopting kids here in the United States. And, and I bought it, and I was going to make the colors and all that. But the Lord took it a different direction. But in this book, it says, you, and, and this is talking about earthly things, and I've switched them to heavenly things. So my interpretation is the, toward the Father. You need love. The Father has love to give. You need someone to talk to. Our Father is here to listen. You need a family. A Father has a family waiting for you. You need guidance and direction. Our Father is ready to give you wisdom. You need help. Our Father is ready to help. You need healing, deliverance, and more, and whatever it may be, our Father is there ready to provide. So we close with this today, kudos. And kudos, I knew it would get your attention today, but it simply means praise, honor, praise and honor received for an achievement. But kudos goes out to God today. Kudos goes out to the Son. Kudos goes out to the Holy Spirit. We adore you. We need to adore him. So how do we respond to the adoption we respond by saying kudos thank you it's hard for us to just say thank you isn't it it's hard for us just to receive the blessings isn't it kudos i guarantee you if you get to go around to where i don't have to ask you to raise your hand and praise and you just do it and are saying kudos we adore you lord it's going to change your life Kudos to a God who has given us a Savior that brings his love, his joy, his peace. Kudos to a Jesus that sacrifices and brings regeneration, justification, adoption, and sanctification. Kudos to the Holy Spirit, a friend who guides and directs you every step. Kudos to your family, the family of God, the Father's love, the brother who died for you. And the Holy Spirit, there's a brother that runs around picking at you. Listen, listen, I'm here. And kudos to the church family that God has given us. So that's how we respond. And again, I was asking the Lord just for an illustration today. Father, how do I respond? How do I teach them to respond? And he had said kudos already, adore already. But I woke up and again, I had the dream. And I got up and I'm walking around and I hear my wife humming. The little drummer boy. And she's humming it. And it says, come, they told me, a newborn king to see. Our finest gifts we bring to lay before the king, so honor him. Kudos. That's the first, we just get all the rumpa bump bums in there. And I think sometimes we don't get the fat, the meat. Second verse, little baby, he's talking to Jesus. I have no gift to bring that fits for a king. Shall I play it for you? Mary nodded. I played my drum for him. Then he smiled at me. Come, they told me. Gosh, 
I didn't think that was going to hit me, but it did. I don't have nothing to give God. And he says, come. He wants me. So I do have something to give him, me. Have you checked the box? But we need to embrace this adoption. He just wants you. The other day when I was praying with a group here, we're praying on Tuesday mornings at 6. Uh, we raised the time, or excuse me, at 7. We raised the time, um, and we're able to get more people. So you can pray with us Tuesdays at 7. And we were praying, and I was praying about this message, and, the, and I got up to go outside to pray with Gary, Paul, and Altine, and, and the team, and um, who else went there? It had been Paula and Altine, but, uh, oh, Jim and, and Suzanne. And we were praying there, and I was walking back in, and Paula goes, hey, give this rest of this sandwich to your dogs. And, and anyway, I had this sandwich, and I tore it in half, and I looked to my right hand, and Drake already knows. He comes up, sits behind me, and just looks at me, and put it down there, and he gulps it. He came, and he gave himself to me. Well, Benji, the dog behind me in the picture, he's getting older, and he's, he's slowly drifting out. He's dying. And he's got a cough, and he's, he's not eating like he should be. And he's sick, and he's dying. And I walked over to him, and he didn't come to me, and he was laying down, and I handed it to him. He put it in his mouth, and he just dropped it. And again, he's sick, he's dying, he's tired. Well, I went inside to turn around and see he got up, and he picked up the piece of meat and the, the bread and all the things that we gave him, and he took it over, and he buried it at the nativity. And the Spirit spoke to me, that's what we do too many times. I gave you nourishment, and you go and bury it. You're sick and dying, and I, I reach out to you, and you go and bury it. And that made me think of the parable of talent, and it said, so I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. And you say, well, he's talking about your gifting to your talents. Well, it starts with salvation. It starts by coming to him and and, and, and we just simply, the gift we have to him, offer him is us. And when we take his things and just throw them aside like they're meaningless, he can't bless us. And this world is sick and dying and they need the nourishment of Jesus. And the church is trying to tell them, you just attend church or you just go to this Bible study. If you just do this, that's the results of a relationship. We just need to tell him he wants you. That's all you have to give is you. The way you are, where you're at. And as you fall in, with, fall in love with him, all these other things are going to come. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, Jesus, and everything will be added unto you. And that's right before all the worry in Scripture, the anxiety part. He just wants you. Have you given yourself completely to him today? 